what it do what the business is i am spike lou this is another week in the books got my man Mo- oh man nope mo can't join us this week he's out on assignment look don't you worry he'll be back next week we've been in our groove getting a lot of good compliments as i say at the beginning of every episode of another week in the books so we definitely going to keep that thing rolling he just had to tie up some loose ends we got a move going on that i'm sure we'll talk about at some point on the podcast but he wanted to make sure that he could give his full effort so he had to sit down a week like i said he's out on assignment can't wait to get him back You'll still feel his fingertips pause on this episode with the production. But I did want to tap in with you this week and keep the momentum going. So the episode probably, well, I know it won't be as long as usual. Just a quick tap in from Spike Lou. See what I've been doing. You know what I mean? Riding solo this week. If you haven't yet checked out the On Deck TV podcast slash, excuse me, show, the On Deck TV show, we review, gave praise to Yo Gotti for his latest compilation effort with the CMG gang, Gangster Art, it's titled. If you haven't heard that, go check it out. Banging three reels all day. I think myself and Animal Brown rated it about there. Raved a long time as well about just yo Gotti's business proudness and what he's been able to do throughout the years. And we kept referring to meeting him and talking to him in a conversation. We were able to sit in on a studio session that he was having very early in our career and in his career uh, with our homeboy Fade Eastwood producer from Nashville. I uh, took us up to Memphis with him one time on an impromptu road trip. And that was a dope experience, man. And we really got to sit back <clears throat> and get some behind the scenes looking at Yo Gotti. And I've been a, a fan ever since, if not of just the music, but of him as a personality and a business person. So that was dope, man. Check out that Yo Gotti album. Another thing I got to check out just over the past week. Well, actually, I was in Nashville this weekend, man. Shout out to the fam. It was mom's birthday, her 60th. Mom's turned 60 years old. Got to go tap in with her and chill and enjoy my cousin and the family. Went down to Fifth and Broad. Enjoyed all the new sites in Nashville. Nashville is just not the same city that I grew up in, man. It's cool. It's still, it's, it's popping. And I'm not saying that to slight it or wanting it to go back to a certain way. Just stating the fact, it is not the same city that I grew up in, man. It's a totally different experience, but it's fire. Got to see some guys performing live down on Broad. They did a Tennessee whiskey. It's on my IG story. Shook it, man. That was, that was a dope ass experience. I also got to see at the Slim and Huskies event, Domani. I've been saying his name wrong all weekend. I called him Domani. Motherfucker was like, nigga, that ain't his name. But I was able to see Domani. He did a live set at the Slim and Huskies joint. Shout out to those guys and the moves that they're making in Nashville with the dope live music he had with him. And I don't know. This is the first time I was able to tap in 
Got to holler at my homeboy, Troy from Dope Shit Only. He was in the building doing big shit over there as well. But it was a cool experience. One of the biggest takeaways that I got from it is like when you're born into music, like I sometimes tease Mo on here about being a rapper. His family, he like he said, was into music. His dad, his uncle, his cousin. Just like Damani, you can see it in his performance. Though he's not some big rap star, you could tell that his dad is. And he's a lot more polished than most people would be at his age, man. He was able to rock it. I wasn't familiar with his songs. I was just going showing love to the Slim Huskies fellas. But I was thoroughly impressed at his professionalism, the setup, the show. It was some dope shit, man. I don't know if they got it online anywhere, but you definitely can go check that out. And when you in the city, tap in with Slim and Huskies. They got sites everywhere. Uh, down here in the A as well, Nashville as well, a couple of locations. Those guys are doing big things. Shout out to them, man. If you get to see Domani, Domani or whatever, however you pronounce his name, that's a cool show. Cool little, if you just chilling show. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to get turned up. It ain't trap music. Don't think that you're going to get any T.I. It's not that type of show. But again, you can see that Harris blood in his veins is going strong. Um, next, man, I saw Jesus and Mero are calling it an end. If you're familiar with this show, the On Deck TV podcast, you listen to podcasts, you're probably familiar with those guys. And I saw some speculation around them beefing, some speculation around, you know, the real story will be told. I think one of the guys tweeted, I didn't see this the same way as most people when I read the news. I think that at some point in time, people can just outgrow each other. It ain't got to be beef. It doesn't have to be money related in a sense of financial. They may just have two different ideals business wise or maybe wanting to do two different things with their brands and being together for so long. I can see that. Now, does that suck for some fans? Absolutely. Because you got this product that you're used to that was presented to you that you consume. It's your weekly ritual. I get that part, but I also get the part of those guys saying, hey, man, you know what? I want to do more than this. I feel like I can offer more. So maybe they had creative differences. I hope that there's not any beef between those guys because I did enjoy their show when they were on Viceland. I did find it strange the way that people were reacting as if it had to be beef or what happened or what's the T, quote unquote, what was the story? And you, to tell the truth, as I started to do individual stuff on my podcast and people would ask that about myself and Adam Brown, because, of course, we started with the On Deck TV podcast together and we still do it together faithfully every week. We hitting you over the head. But I don't think that necessarily means that we have to everything has to be locked in together. He does solo projects. I do solo projects. We're still able to convene and give the people what they want. So I think that's why I understand the Jesus and Meryl split song. Because like, I mean, you know, like I said, it doesn't have to be beef. It can just grow and grow out of it. And I respect that happening. I respect seeing that. 
I wish the best for those guys in the future. I'm a fan of what they do, podcasting, and it's always interesting to see the sides people take, the opinions that people have, and how they're affected when you have these group split ups. When you have Joe Budden and Rory and Maul and their split, and you have Jesus and Mero, like people love that beef and want to know what what's the rest of the story. Sometimes it ain't no rest of the story. Sometimes we just, again, outgrew each other. I appreciate what those guys put out content-wise. That was fire to me. However, things come to an end. And I look forward to seeing what those guys have in the next direction and support what they do. But I want to know what y'all think about that Jesus and Mirror. Y'all hit us up at AWITB20222. Another week in the books at gmail.com. The abbreviation for it, however, AWITB2022 at gmail.com. Send us over your questions. Let us know what you think about some of the things that come up on here. Topic ideas for me and Mo to go over when he's back off assignment. Just got off that Jesus and Merrill joint. Let me know what you think about that. Also, let me know what you think about the Sesame Street joint, man. I know you guys seen that. And I truly do not have a full formulated opinion on it yet. I can't wait till Mo get back and we get to talk about it if it hasn't spun out of the news cycle by then. But what happened, kids were at Sesame Street Place. It's sort of like Disney World has the characters walking around, little black kids. And the character walks and he greets all the white kids. Hey, hey, how you doing? And when he gets to the black kid, kind of shakes his head. It was like, nah, I'm keeping it moving. And then what? And more parents start to come out and say this happened to them. And you even got one group of parents that are filing a lawsuit. Damages emotionally to that kid. Long term. I can't wait to see how that plays out. Because oh yeah, it may be racist. I mean, the person in the mask and the uniform might be racist. I have a hard time believing, though, that Sesame Street is telling them not to to engage with black kids i have a hard time believing that if that story come out from a whistleblower that that was a memo internally man that would be fucking crazy and sesame street deserves rightfully so to be taken out and get out of here however it seems far-fetched not saying it couldn't happen not saying it didn't but it seems kind of far-fetched man and i can't wait to see how that hashes out how that lawsuit plays out I ain't gonna call it ambulance chasing, man. The little girl might be messed up for real behind it. She might be. I don't know. But I'm gonna be very anxious to see how that plays out as far as the Sesame Street plays. So you guys remind us to bring that up on another week in the books next week when my guy Mo gets back. Just wanted to tap in on a couple of things, give you a couple thoughts, quick 10 minutes, we in and out. Real dope session this week. You know how the professor let you out of the class early is what we're doing. Quick tap in. You can consume this real quick. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled programs next week. Me and the producer Mo, and we're going to start having some guests on here. You guys have someone that you think will be dope on the show that fits the format because we're not going to change we're not changing to an interview when people start coming on here it's going to be the same type of conversations just with people who we invited on to have them with us it's going to be conversation orientated not interview orientated so again awitb2022 at gmail.com who do you want on the show what questions do you have 
what are your responses to some of the topics that we're talking about flood those emails engage with us let us know how you feel about what we're doing rate subscribe like another week in the books podcast i am spike lou i'm out